0: Live from Nashville, Tennessee, this is the Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network.
1: Santa Baby, slip a sable under the tree. do not
0: christina cash and on this eve before christmas eve i'm your host in nashville tennessee gary holt joining me in albuquerque new mexico is my ho host miss bobby jingle bells good morning bobby jingle bells
2: <laughs> good morning we have an overcast day here it has the feeling of christmas I love it and um I'm happy to be with you today. I can't believe I can't believe that Christmas Eve is tomorrow.
0: <laughs> this this year has just absolutely flown by. But uh for us here in Nashville, Tennessee, we have sunny skies and Bobby, if you could believe it on Christmas Day, we're supposed to hit about 72 to 75 degrees. So we'll Mm -hmm. see a lot of Mm -hmm. people out in shorts here uh, on Christmas Day. (laughs) But
3: we have a very,
0: yeah, yeah, that's California weather or Florida weather or Hawaii weather.
3: It's
2: (laughs) it's
0: not Tennessee and Albuquerque weather, is it? I know. uh, Anyway, we've got a really special show today. I'm so excited because Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus are going to be joining us for the first part of the show and we'll visit with them in just a few minutes because he's kind of a busy guy right now. So we'll be talking mm-hmm. with them. And then who else will be joining us?
2: Um, and then we have award-winning poets uh, Valerie and Floyd Beard. And of course, the sensational Mary Kay Holt will join us.
0: All right. So we're going to have a lot of fun visiting with them. But right now, I think... I'm starting to hear a little hoof on the (laughs) ceiling around here. And maybe a jingle (laughs) bell or two. So uh, when we come back, we're going to be talking with Santa and Mrs. Claus. But right now, let's take a listen to this song from Buck Owens. It's called Santa's Going to Come in a Stagecoach.
4: This year Cause we live way out west And it didn't snow out here But I'm telling you not to worry Cause I just got the word hey, Everybody listen closely And I'll tell you what I heard Santa's coming in a stagecoach Instead of his trusted slave He'll have horses instead of reindeer. To carry him on his way Cause the weatherman had some problems He couldn't get snow, you see Santa's gonna come in a stagecoach When he visits you and me Well, Santa can't bring his reindeer He'll leave him far away But don't you worry about him He's gonna be here Christmas Day He's got a big red stagecoach With jingle bells and all And there's gonna be a Merry Christmas A Merry Christmas for all Santa's gonna come in a stagecoach Instead of his trusty sleigh He'll have horses instead of reindeer To carry him on his way The weatherman had some problems It couldn't get snow, you see. Santa's going to come in a stagecoach 20 visits to you and me. Santa's going to come in a stagecoach 20 visits to you and me.
0: Buck Owens, Santa's going to come in a stagecoach, but I think I heard hooves on the roof, and we left the front (laughs) door open because not only is Santa here, but Mrs. Claus as well. Hi, Santa. Hi, Mrs. Claus.
3: Well, hello there. Oh, how are you?
0: (laughs) We're so thrilled to death to have you guys stop by and visit with us.
5: Well, it is a pleasure indeed. I tell you, it has been a busy season.
0: Oh, gosh. You know, I was, yeah yeah I was just thinking early, uh, a little earlier before because I knew you were coming by and uh and I just wondered then when do you actually start getting ready for Christmas santa
6: oh about the second day of january <laughs> oh, wow
0: oh wow wow busy 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 it's
6: long. oh gosh mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm.
7: It's process I
2: tell you.
3: <laughs>
2: when, when, uh, Mrs. Claus, when do the first uh, letters start to arrive uh, Asking Santa, you know, for, for things on the list How how soon do they start to come in?
5: Well, you know, some start to come in the end of summer But the biggest rush, I would say, comes after Thanksgiving Wouldn't you, Santa? Uh, yes,
6: yeah, that's when they start dumping them in by the bag loads. <laughs> oh, well <laughs> yeah.
5: Uh, do you get email um, too, or does everything is everything handwritten? Oh, oh, we get all kinds of communications in this new technological age.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh gosh! Oh. Hey, my wife, my wife had a question for me. I want to ask this real quick, and this is for Mrs. Claus. But when Santa's out delivering his presents to the toys and everything, what are you doing?
5: Well, as soon as he leaves, I sweep everything up, and then I start getting ready for the party that we throw for the elves on the 26th. Because you know, oh. you make sure they're appreciated. So we have a big blowout on the 26th. Oh wow, that's
3: oh, fantastic! Fun. See, that is fantastic. I thought maybe
2: you, I thought maybe you'd sit down, pour yourself a cup of cocoa, and turn on the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> <laughs> well,
3: that'll that'll be the twenty seventh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, gosh! Well, what you know, the, in some uh, parts,
0: uh, some parts of the world, right now, it's already Christmas Eve, and uh, and so it's pretty cool that you were able to stop by and visit with us for just a, a little bit. I know Bobby's got a couple more questions, and then you guys are going to have to run.
5: Yes, we
2: will, and Mrs. Clot- Mrs. Claus, I know that you are a phenomenal cook. What is um, your husband's favorite meal?
3: Oh,
5: my goodness. Probably, you know, he really likes ham and beans with homemade rolls. Oh, okay. I like ham ham and
0: beans. I like (laughs) ham and beans with homemade rolls.
3: Yeah. Oh, that's That's a pretty good deal.
5: He likes those New Mexico stacked in geladas, too. Mm.
3: Oh wow, Bobby! <laughs> wow. Oh wow! Oh wow! Is there, is there a favorite?
2: Favorites. Is there a favorite cookie that you that you look forward to as you make your rounds?
6: Oh, I was just going to say that it's no secret that I love every kind of cookie.
5: <laughs> <laughs> I just oh. think Santa's. A cookie he didn't like.
6: No. <laughs> cookie Monster and I are really good friends. <laughs>
3: Bobby,
6: do
0: you have one more question before they have to take off?
2: Um, I have. Let's see. One more question. What is your favorite part about Christmas?
6: Oh! 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 Oh, my favorite part is getting ready (laughs) with the language. You know, a lot of people don't stop to think about that, but I'm traveling all over the world. I have this elf up here who's a really good linguist, and he tries to teach me how to speak and how to read the notes and things all around Mm -hmm. the world. Boy, I really have to study, but Mm -hmm. that I really enjoy.
0: Oh well, well that is Mm -hmm. that is a good point. I never thought about the fact that you had to be so talented in so many languages, but you do. And uh, Mm -hmm. oh, it's good, good thing. Do you do you have? By the way, do you have a favorite elf? I know you have a favorite reindeer.
6: I love all the elves. They do such a good job. Oh
8: oh oh! oh. Donner, (laughs) let's settle down.
0: <laughs> I think from that answer from that answer we can tell that Santa has a little politician in him so uh, that, that was a good good answer good answer well I've got I've got milk ready for you tomorrow night I have cookies that my wife made that are ready for you tomorrow night so we are looking forward to you stopping by the whole house in Tennessee okay. and I'm sure I am sure that Bobby is ready for you there and uh, the kids all around the world are looking forward to seeing Santa Claus tomorrow night. So I just want to say thank you for taking the time to visit with us today.
6: Well, you're most welcome. Oh, oh, oh. And, you know, tomorrow <laughs> night is the night in some parts of the world already.
0: It sure is. Yes. It sure is.
3: Yeah.
0: It sure is. You know, there's a, there's a, poet that we really like, a guy named Floyd Beard, and he did a poem that I think is just a perfect way to end our visit tonight, and that's one called Poppin' O.L. But we will look for you tomorrow night here in Tennessee, and Mrs. Claus, hope to see you somewhere.
5: Yes, indeed. It's been a pleasure, Gary.
8: All right. Thank (laughs) you, guys. Thank you, guys. (laughs) It was la noche before Christmas and all across the ranch. No animals was stirring. The owl, he sleep on his branch. Me wool socks were laid out by the kiva all right. Possible Papa Noel find them there later tonight. Me niños were snuggle all warm in their beds. While dreams of sopa, pia, si tamales dance in their heads. Mamacitas in her flannel. Long John's got my nod. We were just about dreaming of Feliz Navidad. When out in the corral, all the cows, they start mooing. The dogs is all barking. A real racket is brewing. This racket is scaring me. I jump out of bed. I trip on the house cat, and I fall on my head. I open the door, she's a little, and I barely peek through. I think maybe it's a witch or diablo, or a coyote or two. The moon is so big and bright in the sky, I can see the whole barnyard. It's no wonder why. Then I think my eyes have gone bad, or maybe they're full of the wolves, cause I see a little cartera pulled by eight corriente bulls. El Caminero, he drives them so fast and so well, I knew muy pronto it was Papa Noel. Muy rapido, like jaguars, these toros, they came. And he holler, and he yell, and he call out their name. Ándale, Alberto, Ponchito, Diego, Miguel, Judas Vicente, Francisco, Pablo, Manuel, Arriba, get up there, or I'll whip you, I warn. Over haystack, over corral, get up on the barn. And they flew up in the air like a storm blew them there. And they snorted, and they pulled a cartera with no care. Up past the shed roof to the barn roof they flew. And up went the cartera, his toys, and Papa Noel too. Then in a moment on the barn tin, I can hear every hoof. And I think one left a cow pie up there on the roof. As I close the door and I hit behind a wood bin, I hear a crash in the attic and Papa Noel tumble in. He's got on a sarape and a sombrero grand, and his clothes, they're all trail worn and covered with sand. He has a big pack made from the cowhide and it's jammed full of toys and presents inside. He looked like a traveler, yet friendly somehow, and he moved as smooth as a dancer before taking a bow. His handlebar mustache almost covered his smile, and his black whiskers, they're cut machissimo style. He wore leather wrist cuffs above soft caskin gloves, and the conchos on his leggings are of crosses and dots. He seemed very strong. An hombre for sure. Yet he smiled, and he has an ease so soft and demure. He was an hombre, yet jolly. And on his behalf, I tell you, in spite of myself, he made me laugh. He looked around Mikasa casa at our stockings and trees. I know we're amigos, this hombre and me. He don't say nothing. Just opens his pack wide, and he fills all our stockings with things from inside. Then he look at the attic. Where he came in before? He just shrugged his shoulders and he walked out the door. Then he jump up on the barn like child's play that part, and he scratches his bulls and he hop in his cart and he say when they flew away as his bulls he de Buenos noches, mis amigos, y feliz Navidad. <laughs>
2: Welcome back to Campfire Cafe on the Equestrian Legacy Radio Network. We just heard Papa Noel written and recited by Floyd Beard from his album Short Grass Country. We have three special guests with us today to spread holiday cheer and share their music and poetry. Valerie Beard lives with her husband Floyd near Kim, Colorado, raising cattle and keeping a few border collies around just to stay humble. She's been writing and reciting poetry since 2015 and won her first award at that time for No Better Life. Floyd Beard has spent years in the saddle, taking in the clean air and breathtaking views of Southeast Colorado. His stories, richly sprinkled with humor, reflect his Western code of ethics and integrity. A multiple award-winning poet, he weaves his years of experience and observations in the saddle into his work, believing life is a journey, not a destination, and is best viewed from atop a good horse. With a voice that grabs your heart and won't let go, our third guest, Mary Kay Holt, is an internationally acclaimed singer-songwriter. Now calling Nashville home, her distinguished songwriting and vocal abilities combined with her magnetic stage presence, beautiful guitar playing, and fun sense of humor always create a memorable live performance. Please welcome Valerie and Floyd and Mary Kay to Campfire Cafe. Howdy, y'all.
9: Hello. Hello there. Hey, <laughs> thank
3: you for having
0: all of us. <laughs> uh, so glad to have you with us. And uh, this show is going to be just a little bit different than what we usually do because it's the eve before Christmas Eve, and uh, we we have family all together. And so we're just kind of going to visit a little bit and and, uh, and share some poetry and some music and maybe talk about a few of our Christmas memories, but there was a strange resemblance, I must say, to Santa and Mrs. Claus, to a couple of our guests, and uh, we were so delighted to have Santa and Mrs. Claus join us, and we're happy to have Floyd and Valerie here with us tonight, or today, still today here in Tennessee, Um, and of course, Mary Kay, so welcome to the show, guys. And um, Valerie, we're going to start off with one of your poems. It's an award-winning poem. It's one called No Better Life. And tell us a little bit about how this poem came to be.
5: Well, Floyd and some of his poetry partners um, went down to the Texas Cowboy Poetry Gathering one year. And um, I stayed home to take care of the cattle while they went. And They were predicting a storm, and yes, indeed, it did arrive as projected. So it gave me fertile ground to write this poem.
0: All right, we're going to take a listen to No Better Life, and uh, right after that we're going to listen to a song from A.K. called Christmas for Cowboys. We'll be back in just a moment to visit on the Campfire Cafe.
5: The old faucet drips, says slowly she sips. Her coffee and morning's dull glow, storms rage in the battle. She's home with the cattle. The temperature reads five below. The wind was a blowin', it was still snowin'. She stepped out to do morning chores. Snows a with icy snake siftin'. A solid sheen sealed the barn doors. Wet flakes stung her face. She steadied her pace. Her scarf danced an icy staccato. Wires thrummed out a wail, trees bent to the gale, barn eaves moaned a mournful vibrato. Inside it was still. She forked them their fill, they nickered from stalls safe and warm. She calmed down their fears, scratched soft neck and ears, then plunged right back into the storm. The truck started rough, but it was enough. She had loaded the bales night before. Then drove from the haystack with two dogs in the back and one settled down on the floor. Adrift to the knee, she broke the gate free, plowed into the sheltered corral. With no cows in there yet, a feller could bet that old horn rip would soon be her pal. Was it worth a chance to play the gate dance just in case the old jessies came in? She rolled bales to the ground, glanced round to the sound of old horn just sporting a grin. Horn sallied right up and started to step on a bale that she had jerked to the ground. Ignoring that cow, the wife furrowed her brow, spread hay with a vigor newfound. Confronting the cow, she knew that somehow she had wrestled that bale on again. With a wave and a yell, old Horn could just tell it was time to move on in the pen. Now with the cow gone, she tossed the bale on, the dogs hunkered down by the spare. She crawled back in the truck, spun out through the muck, back into the rime-frosted air. Her cowboy's away, thoughts so with her today. He worries for her with the chores. They warned of the squall it arrived at nightfall. He wished she could just stay indoors. Back home in the gale, she knows without fail the ice on the tank will be frozen. A lick of the axe and several hard whacks, and she thinks of the life that they've chosen. Shards flew here and there, spray froze in the air. Ice chunks were soon scattered about. Cows filtered in slow, and they all seemed to know that she'd be there for them, there's no doubt. Cows walked to their hay, a bovine buffet. She's glad they'd come in from the range. Now two years in a drought, but they'd never sell out, and she knew others might think it strange. Stood watching them eat. The wild wind beat at her clothes, caked and frozen with snow. Then after a while, walked off with a smile, thought, no better life she could know.
7: Driving a cab over snow-covered train thought all the good gifts given.
0: "Those Cowboys" by Mary Kay Holt, and we listen to the poem "No Better Life" by Valerie Beard, and we're talking with Valerie and Floyd and Mary Kay today on the Campfire Cafe for this very special Christmas edition. And um, the cowboy life, Mary Kay, you write about it in your songs and sing about it. And that just kind of ties right in with what Barry was talking about with No Better Life. And, uh, of course, now I've made a Tennessean out of you, so it's not quite cowboy, but we still have cowboys out here. But what's the cowboy life meant to you?
9: Well, it really gave wings to, to the music that I love to sing and perform. And it introduced me to the American West. And so, you know, it's very dear to my heart. And I feel like the music of the West is really, really my, what I want to spend my life kind of telling that story and bringing honor to, to um, the cowboy culture. And not only the cowboy culture, but the people of the West. Not everybody is in ranching who has a heart for living in the wide open spaces of the West. So the music really, I hope to, to share is about that. I loved Valerie's poem. I just, just brought tears to my eyes. It was just so nice. And, um, it just made me laugh because I, (laughs) I've done chores by myself before too. And, um, you feel proud of yourself and sorry for yourself at the same time.
0: (laughs) Uh, Well, I've done chores by myself too, but nobody felt sorry for, me when I was doing that. So <laughs> it was like, anyway. But but Floyd, you and Valerie live out in Colorado. How's the cowboy lifestyle been for you?
6: Boy, it's been great. I've loved it and it's a lifestyle that I really have lived and loved all my life. I come from ancestors that were producing livestock producers and goes back like five and six generations on both sides of my family, and so it's kind of ingrained in me, and I just love it. But I really agree with what Mary Kay was saying there that there are people who are not in product, production agriculture that really love the western lifestyle and and that Westerner is a a feeling deep in the soul and in the heart and comes out in a lot of ways, but poetry and music really speak to me.
0: Well, and your point is is excellent. Yeah, your point is excellent because there are people that are around the world listening to the show today. Uh, Germany loves the cowboy, and most other countries do, and so you do not have to be a cowboy to be a cowboy, do you?
5: Not in your heart. We just count ourselves blessed to be able to live where we do.
0: Well, we have another poem we want to get to right quick. And, Floyd, this is yours, and it's called I Am a Cowboy. Uh, So tell us a little bit about this poem, I'm a Cowboy.
6: Yeah, I wrote that one when I was actually cowboying on the western slope of Colorado near Crawford. And I was working for Oaks Brothers Ranch, and I had some cattle of my own up on Saddle Mountain. And that's where this story came to me one day when I was checking my cows. And I went back to the house and finished it up. And I use it a lot because it still really speaks to me. I think it speaks to a lot of people because they are a cowboy. They don't have to be in the saddle like I was. But those that are, it still really speaks to them also.
0: All right. So this is a McCowboy. And uh, followed by that will be Mary Kay's Cowboy Christmas tonight. We'll be back. You're listening to the Campfire Cafe for a very special edition on this Eve of Christmas Eve.
6: I'm a cowboy. It's a life that I love, with cattle and horses and the blue sky above. To ride in the mountains and feel the cool breeze. To sit in the saddle beneath the quaking asp trees. Have you ever seen the sunrise from atop a good horse as you sit by a stream up near its own source? Or seen the sun chase the mist from the meadow each morn? Have you witnessed the innocence of a fawn that's newborn? Well, the money's not much and the hours are long and the days are too many when everything goes wrong. My truck needs more care, my hat's out of style. But that wobbly leg calf sure makes it worthwhile. You know, I reckon there are some jobs with more money and less strife. But this ain't just my job. It's my way of life.
7: The snow and the bite of the air The clang of the stockyard gate Keep the truck running The radio humming tonight You don't want to be late The smell of the wood smoke The light from the windows welcome you back home again Keep the snow off your boots And shut the door tight Let the celebration begin With a cowboy Christmas tonight. Watching headlights bump down the old gravel drive as family and friends arrive. Get out the get cars and everyone Jingle bells and oh holy night. The men all swap stories of past cowboy glory. The weather and the high price of hay. All the food brought tonight was cooked up just right. And we all hold hands as we pray. It's a cowboy Christmas tonight. All right. time to tuck the kids in There's one last thing to be done Get out the Bible Light a candle Read the story of God's own Son Long, long ago on a range much like this There were shepherds and a star shining bright The wise men brought gifts and the angels did sing Bring an honor to Jesus feels right with a cowboy Christmas tonight
2: Mary Kay singing her original A Cowboy Christmas Tonight, one of my favorites from this fabulous collection called A Cowboy Christmas. Mary Kay, you want to tell us a little bit
9: about what inspired that song? I I thank you for asking. I I just love getting together with friends um, at Christmas time. And one of uh, my favorite gatherings was in an old barn that we had behind our house and doing the nativity in there. And I just... I I just love Christmas um in the west and <laughs> that picture of the headlights bumping down the old gravel drive
3: mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm.
9: you know a picture that you only have and you can see for miles and miles who's coming and um so it just I wanted to to paint a picture
2: Mm -hmm. It's a great uh, memory that found its way into the song. Speaking of Christmas memories, we would love to have everybody share. Maybe we'll start with um, Floyd and then Valerie. Do you have a Christmas memory that you'd like to share?
6: Oh, I have so many Christmas memories. (laughs) I love Christmas. And, you know, uh, going along with Mary Kay's song, we're having the The kids and grandkids come over on Christmas Day, but first they have to get their stock fed, so they'll get here around noon. Mm
3: -hmm. But
6: anyway, that just went along with that song. One of my favorite (laughs) memories is going out to my grandfather's place on Christmas, and he always decorated his tree with strings of popcorn, and he would cut star shapes out of the sides of cereal boxes because the cardboard wasn't as heavy. And then he would cover that with tin foil, and mm-hmm. hang those on Christmas tree. And his Christmas tree I always thought was one of the prettiest I ever saw. And it didn't have any of the bottomed ornaments and things, but it was a simple tree and it was really pretty. And then we would take a walk down on the canyons on Christmas day if it was kind of nice. And some of those walks are some of my favorite memories, walking mm-hmm. along the canyon rim down there with Grandpa or with Dad. So those are some of my memories.
2: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Precious.
5: Valerie, what about you?
6: Um,
5: Some of my favorite ones are the Christmas Eve candlelight services. And then afterward, just like in Mary Kay's song, we would come home and Floyd would read the – um the nativity story to us before the kids went to bed that night. And that was always just a a precious memory for me and that and, and going to pick out a Christmas tree when I was little and Mm -hmm. just the anticipation of it and where they had the real trees and how they would smell. I just, I just (laughs) love. Yeah. Yeah.
9: Mary Kay,
2: what about you?
9: You know it's so it's so fun how those childhood Christmases really do make a mark. um our my father was in the Air Force, and so we spent a couple of years um, when I was five and six years old in Germany. and the Germans love Christmas, and i re- they love children too. And so I remember the crisp outdoor Christmas markets and the tastes of the German food and the smells in the air. Um, and then I think the most powerful um, memory, of, uh, precious memory of Christmas that I have, I was probably maybe ten, around ten years old. My mother let me light a candle on Christmas Eve night in my room, all by myself. <laughs> mm, so I had wow! Little lit candle <laughs> had this little lit candle, and I didn't read the Christmas story, but I closed my eyes in my bed and I let the I let the picture. In my head, uh, I I thought of everything about uh, Mary and Joseph and the baby Jesus and the angels and the shepherds. And I just, I think that is the moment that I just had such a deep love for um, Jesus. I think that's really where my deep appreciation for this simple, simple story that means so much to so many people. And it really is the anchor of kind of, a lifetime of being able to really take hope and faith in that, that precious little story that affects so many people. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, at the darkest time of the year, we're able to have such a beautiful reminder of love for each one of us.
2: Mm-hmm. Gary, what about you? And
0: I, I, well, I will say before I, before I tell mine, before I tell mine, is that Mary Kay still loves candles? So I, now I know where that came from.
3: <laughs> because we got candles all over the house, and they smell wonderful. But if you
0: ever want to figure out what to get Mary Kay for anything, just get her a candle. She's a happy camper. So. <laughs> uh,
3: what,
2: what What about you, Gary?
0: Oh, gee, I don't know. When I when I was growing up, my dad had the old five and ten cent stores. And so uh, he had stores in Nashville, and he had stores in uh, my hometown of Hartsville and, uh, and Lebanon. And so we grew up working Christmas Eve. And uh, because, you know, Santa Claus had to come by the store and pick up all of his toys so that he could take back and deliver to the kids that night. So we were real busy Uh, at Christmas, and we usually stayed until 9 or 10 o'clock to make sure every every toy went out like it was supposed to. So that was kind of a cool memory. But when uh, Valerie was talking about live Christmas trees, when my kids were growing up, out on the farm, we had a lot of cedars, and I would always go out and find a cedar tree, and we had a two-story living room. And so I'd always go out and find a tall, tall cedar and cut it and drag it back to the house and try to get it in there. And sometimes getting that doggone tall tree back to the house back from the farm was kind of a <laughs> chore, you know. So mm-hmm. those are those are some those are some great memories that I have. But what about you, Miss Jingle
2: Bell? Well, when I was, um, I don't know, four or five, I saw the original Miracle on Thirty Fourth Street movie with Natalie Wood yeah. um as the young the young girl and it had a huge impression on me. Um I, I I sort of I began to understand a life of service and of serving others and of um the idea that the spirit of Christmas is year round and um I don't know. I that movie had a real hold on me. And at the time, we lived in New Jersey, and my dad actually worked in New York City. He took the the bus in, I think, every day. But at Christmas time, uh, he would drive us in. Um, I have an older brother and sister, so the five of us would go in, and we would look at all the store windows and we would go into Macy's and stand in line to see Santa and I was always a little actually intimidated by actually seeing Santa and ah, we would ah, get ah. to choose an ornament each each of the three of us chose an ornament and that tradition continued even after we left that area um, with the idea that when we went out on our own and moved moved away, those ornaments would be would go with us and would go to whatever you know our first Christmas trees would be and um when Jim and I moved from um uh, Connecticut to California in nineteen ninety, we made one last trip into the city and took the train and it snowed. We got chestnuts from a street vendor. We went to all of the stores. We had lunch at a wonderful place called The Palms. And it was a magical, magical day. And the last time that we visited New York City. And um, I have a, this was actually good questions, Gary. I, I sat last night and I revisited Christmas and. Um, had all kinds of memories I'd sort of forgotten. So thank you for the exercise.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fun to visit
0: and, and kind of get an insight on everybody. I mean, I, you know, Mary Kay had never told me about that candle lighting at ten years old, mm-hmm.
3: and mm-hmm. Uh, and mm-hmm. to hear
0: Floyd and Valerie talk about some of their memories, it's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, and one of the things that happens at Christmas time too is the fact that we miss people that are not here anymore.
2: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 So Valerie has a great poem that's called "To Those Who Have Gone Before." Valerie, tell us about this.
5: Well, it's a uh, recitation of a Bruce Caden poem, and it's just in remembrance of of those that we've known and loved.
0: Well, it's uh, it's kind of hard to think about those that we've known and loved who aren't here any longer. But this was a beautiful poem. And uh, then following this poem, we're going to do Mary Kay's great song, Going Home for Christmas. We'll be right back on this special edition of the Campfire Cafe.
5: They were comrades in hours of gladness. They were friends in the hours of need. They were close at our side in the blizzard. They've battled the mad stampede. No monument tells their story, no words from a poet's pen. But they carve the scrolls to their memory in the lives and hearts of men. Their faces gleam in the embers as we rest in some far-out camp, alone with the voices of the night wind and the picketed horses' tramp. We thank the all-wise creator that we met with them here on earth those characters bold and daring, but strong in their sterling worth. For regardless of fame or fortune, we know that when our lives are through, we'll meet with the God who made us and the souls of the friends we knew.
7: The bunkhouse out back He helped round the ranch With his cow dog named Jack He'd been here for years Long as I can recall Stay through the summer And on through the fall Come December when the north Winds blow in the snow we know it was time For old life. He'd shuffle in the kitchen Put his hat to his chest He'd look at my daddy Make this simple request I'll be going home For Christmas this year I figure I've done all I can do Around here Won't you feed old Jack Till I get 'Cause I'm going home for Christmas this year. Going home for Christmas Yes I'm going.
0: going home for Christmas by Mary Kay Holt and before that it was Those Who Have Gone Before a beautiful poem by Valerie Beard and uh, Mary Kay tell us about this song what what triggered your writing of this one it
9: was, um, it was inspired by a neighbor who passed away on Christmas Eve yeah and um, it kind of pays tribute to the kind of um, work families that, that um, ranching culture and cowboy culture kind of gather around themselves. There's, um, you know, people take care of each other and stay loyal to the same outfit for, for years and years. And um, it's not uncommon to, to see that kind of loyalty from, from the hands that work on a on ranch. And so I wanted to kind of put that into a story. So it's it's a made up person, but inspired by real real people.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, it is a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful song. But uh, we are not through talking about Christmases and Christmas gifts. And so um, <laughs> let me see, Valerie. Tell us about your favorite Christmas gift from Floyd.
5: You know, I've been thinking about this for a long time, Gary, and I'm <laughs> I'm going to be
9: I'm going to be really
5: diplomatic and say it's the gift I get each
9: Christmas from Floyd—just his love <laughs> and
5: being.
3: <laughs> That's oh, that it. is
0: pretty. That is, you're a politician too, aren't you? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> that's pretty special.
3: <laughs>
0: uh, that's a pretty special gift. That is a precious gift. Floyd, yeah. what about you? What's your favorite well, gift mine, from Valerie?
6: Mine's really easy. It comes to mind right off. In 1980, Valerie was expecting our first child, and we had oh, wow. neighbors. We had some neighbors that didn't live too far away across the pasture that had a cute little old gal. She must have been about three. Well, Valerie comes in one evening and tells me I need to pack in a big box. And So I went out and got that box and she said it was just we were going to store it for the neighbors. It was the little girl's tricycle for Christmas. Uh-huh. And so I went out and got the box and brought it in and put it kind of in a corner behind the Christmas tree and just left it there and never thought any more about it. And come Christmas Eve, I wanted to take that box over and, and she said, no, no, they want it to stay here till Christmas morning. They'll come and get it when they're ready. So, okay, you've got this all planned. So I left it there. Well, come Christmas morning, we opened our gifts and she says, "Well, there's one more." And I said, "Well, where's it?" And she said, "In that box there in the corner." And I said, "I'm not opening little girl's tricycle," <laughs> and I wouldn't do it. Well, after some good talking, she finally convinced me that I needed to open that box. And so I opened it up, and there was a Keystone saddle, my first oh. saddle oh, wow. I had in our married life, and and I still ride that Keystone today. I've ridden it hundreds and hundreds of miles. And, and uh, I packed it in and stored it in the corner myself. <laughs> oh,
0: wow. That is too cool. That is too cool. Yeah. Mary Kay, pay, yeah. attention, pay attention to that, would you? Mary Kay, pay attention to that. That's pretty cool. <laughs> All right, Mary Kay, it's your turn.
9: Well... Sweetheart, we've only had one Christmas together.
0: <laughs> so, I know. So you want to tell us about year. that?
9: Well, <laughs> yes. So my favorite gift from last Christmas, we I actually helped pick it out. So I wanted the buckle. <laughs> the buckle that I was wearing actually was um, one of my son's buckles, and I just had been using it for probably years. <laughs> and, it was time to return the buckle to my son so I thought I need a new buckle. And uh so Gary and I started shopping for buckles on ebay. And gosh, do you remember how much time we took doing that? We went back and forth it uh, took there a long was, time. There to was,
0: find- yeah, there were several buckles that she was interested in and I finally I finally secured the one that she really wanted the most but uh so that was, her first, that that was I, our first Christmas together.
9: Yeah, and the buckle is almost as big as a dinner plate, <laughs> a dessert plate at least.
0: Oh, yeah, she wanted a
9: <laughs> –
0: oh, uh, gosh.
9: I wanted a big it buckle. The... I get teased about it all the time, but I love it. And I've seen another gal wear one like it, and I thought, I want a big buckle like that. And so it's it's pretty big. <laughs> it's pretty big
0: pretty big and she wears it everywhere so that's pretty cool but got
3: it on right now uh, almost daily <laughs> yeah
0: so my favorite christmas memory with mary kay is the fact that uh last year i i i knew what she wanted because she told me and um this year i kept asking her what she wanted and she hadn't told me And we're getting, you know, it's getting closer to Christmas. And I know that things are getting hard to get. And she hadn't told me what to get her. And so I finally, one morning, it just suddenly hit me what to get for her. And I went out and got it about three weeks ago. And so I thought, hallelujah, I've gotten it. And I've got it wrapped. And I've picked out a beautiful card. And it's written on and sealed. And I thought I was through. And then I found out that I had to get her Christmas stocking, and then she gave mm. me a list of stuff she wanted. So mm-hmm. I was until yesterday. <laughs> yesterday I finally got her stocking and filled it, ah. and so it's hung by the chimney with care. But that—that uh, <laughs> that was the that's deal. Cool. That was the deal. Bobby, what about you? Favorite gift? Well, from Jim? that's
2: a, yeah. That's kind of a hard question. We um we don't always have gifts for one another we we honor and and love each other in such a way all year long that somehow we get to christmas and it's it's about everybody else and um we just plan to have a really nice really nice dinner or um we take a day um i think actually next next week we're going to try to go to santa fe for a day we just p- sort of planned something special, um but as I think over gifts i I don't have a lot of gifts from Jim, nor does he have from me. but I will say that um when i got when I fell in love with the west head on head on heel over uh in love with the West, that first Christmas, I got a pair of red boots. And I oh, was wow. so surprised because I hadn't asked for boot I hadn't, you know, but that's that was um that was so wonderful. It also acknowledged the direction that our life was beginning to go with our passion, both of us yeah, for the West. Wow. And then for I don't know, maybe the next year or two after he would give me a pair of boots. Um So, again, I had to really think that. I had to think that question through, Gary, because we've been married. It'll be 40 years next year, and and I can really only kind of remember a a handful of wonderful gifts. Mostly we have an experience together as we celebrate the Christmas
3: season.
0: Oh, that's so cool. That is so cool. Well, Mary Kay and I have experiences every day, I think. So (laughs)
3: what do you think,
0: Mary Kay? I think so. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Well, this has just been absolutely too much fun uh, to visit with, first of all, Santa and Mrs. Claus. Golly, how special that was to have them drop in and visit with us while they're so busy. And then to have Floyd and Valerie with us. Thank you guys so much. Well, thank oh, you. Oh,
7: it's been fun.
6: Yeah. Thank you so yeah, much. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh you're wonderful. We'll have to do this. Every- we'll have to do this again
6: yes, yes,
0: yeah uh, and Mary Kay always so much fun to have you on and uh to visit and- and so I've learned so I learned something new about you every day, but I learned something <laughs> new to you about you today on the radio show, which is kind of cool, so I like that and uh and Bobby as well, Bobby Bell as well so Anyway, it's it's been great to have you with us and to help us celebrate Christmas today with a special edition of the show. We are going to close out this segment with uh, two numbers. And, Floyd, the first one is Reindeer Wrangler, and I have cracked up listening to this this week. So tell us, how did you come to write this thing?
6: Well, I was just thinking one day, you know, that would be – quite a chore to have to take care of all those reindeer, especially the ones you can't keep in. <laughs> and that's kind of where this <laughs> came from. The best of it just came from everyday life around the ranch.
0: All right. So this is Reindeer Wrangler. And Mary Kate we're going to follow that up with Santa's Roundup. So tell us about this.
9: Oh, that is just a perfect song to go after Floyd's. <laughs> Floyd's wonderful uh poem. So I'm excited. You've done a great job just really pairing the poems with the music and
0: um it was
9: just a fun song that I've written for my children. Well it's it's a
0: great song. And the kids sing it with you now too, so that's kind of special they as do. well. So that's that is pretty cool. Well again, thank you all for joining us today on this special edition of the Campfire Cafe. And we're going to close this with Reindeer Wrangler and Santa's Roundup, and then Bobby Jingle Bell and I will be back in just a moment on the Campfire
6: Camp. Let me tell you all a story about an outfit that I rode, about some stock that I tended and some troubles that I knowed. A drought had gripped the rangeland. My job had all played out. I placed an ad in the paper, my cowboy skills to tout. My ad soon got an answer boss named nick lived way up north offered wages room and board so i decreed i'd sally forth twas a job wrangling reindeer nick allowed no need to dread gentler varmints you'll never find At least that's what old nicholas said and i admit they was gentle and they'd eat most anything bark hay willer branches my gloves hat and stampede string The worst was Nick's Special Eight. Now those boogers would fly over every kind of fence or gate in search of their favorite stover. I had piles of northern hay and ground corn in the bin, but those winged kind of reindeer, simply put, would not stay in. They'd fly around up in the sky. I was grounded on a horse. They'd fly straight from here to there. While I'd chart an earthly course. Now this ranch had waddies, little men, clever gents with hand or tool. I had them braid me up some rope, and they spun out lines by the spool. And Nick, he gave me some candy canes, and those sweets brought those rannies down. And I snapped lines to their collars, and I staked them deer birds to the ground. Well, them reindeer took to this new life, well, like into it they was born. And I'd take them out for exercise, dallied to my saddle horn. One eve, old Nick gives a shout and hitched those deer up to a sleigh. Then throwed on this big red pack, and just like that they flew away. Where they went, I do not know. Not sure what that was about. But when they flew back in at daybreak, them deer was sure enough tuckered out. Well, I heard it rained in Texas, so I threw my Sugan on, and I lit out at a long trot, headed south at the break of dawn. And I'm back to punching cattle. But from my travels I have found, I like doing my work a horseback, and I like my livestock on the ground.
7: It's quite a spread Santa runs a reindeer ranch About a hundred heads It's mighty fine Come round up time By the light of the northern star Santa rounds his reindeer up With the brand of the flying arm Santa's roundup. Oh, have you ever heard of Santa's roundup? Jingle bobs on spur Santa's round up He wears a Stetson hat Tall black boots. Black coyotes and full-length woolly Sand, Santa's hands drive for the brand, each and every small. Some may say they're rather short, I'd say they're just untall. They're the boys that make the toys when the roundup time is true. Cause out there in Funk the House, there's not much else to do. Santa's Roundup, oh have you ever heard of Santa's Roundup, jingle bobs on the... Floor with steps and hats, tall black boots and a white cotton, some full-length woolly shacks. White coyotes and full length woody shot. Mrs. Claus is glad because she also likes to ride Out there on the snowy range with Santa by her side There's only so much cooking that a gal can stand to do So she closes up the cookhouse till Roundup time is through Santa's Roundup, oh have you ever heard of Santa's Roundup, jingle bobs on fur Santa's round up. he wear the steps and hats. Tall black boots and white coyotes and full-length woolly saps.
0: Santa's Roundup, Mary Kay holds, and before that, reindeer wrangler Floyd Beard, and Bobby Bell, has this not been fun?
7: <laughs> we need to do this every year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Well,
0: we have, uh, you know, Floyd and Bell are great, and, and Mary Kay, you know I always love having her on the show. And uh, and it was great to have Santa and Mrs. Claus drop in. But, you know, we have just a few extra minutes today because of this. And there's another song that I'd like to get to uh, real quickly. It's called The Song That Has No Tune. It's a beautiful song. We don't play it often, uh, but it's one that's from the Cowboy Christmas CD of Mary Kay's. Let's take a listen to that, and then Bobby and I will come back and we'll kind of wrap things up for this very special Christmas edition of the Campfire Café.
7: An alarm sounds inside of his head as he forces himself from his warm dry bed, and with a lantern to aid his sight, he stumbles out into the frigid night. And the snow raises and voice to complain, as if head's footsteps are causing it pain. And he hopes all is well, and he'll be home soon. And his boots sound the start of the dawn. And the coyotes sing without refrain A haunting chorus, a pleasure in pain And the cattleman shivers and clutches his life And the cow owls pierce the night And he sings for love the She finds the heifer who's just given birth As she jumps to her feet to prove her worth She warms her calf with her hot breath He must rise soon to ward off dead And the cattle Have no two Some say the life of this man is past But I assure you, friend, that he's not the last To hurt the stock that graves God's earth. It was shepherds first told of his son's birth So good tidings to all the to the world On Hurtsman's God's grace is still unfurled A thousand years from now I assume Dark men will still hear
0: It's the song that has no tune. It's a poem by R.P. Smith and the music by Mary Kay Holt. Well, Bobby, it has been a fun, fun show. And uh, we've got big doings for the rest of this week. Getting ready for Christmas in just two days. So uh, what are you and Jim doing? You going to Santa Fe?
2: Uh well we may do that one day next week. We um I I have a commitment um through most of tomorrow and then um at 4:30 or so we will pick up our Christmas Eve meal which is from the St. James Tea Room. It's high tea that includes things like um the beef wellingtons and um oh my gosh it's an amazing menu and we will bring that home we may try to get to a church service as well and then um our christmas day will just be here the two of us but we will spend a good part of it on the phone with family as everybody lives at a distance so the holidays tend to be a lot of um a lot of wonderful long long you know, long-distance communication. <laughs> and what about, what about you guys? Yeah, what about well, you? Well, let's
0: see. This evening, Mary Kay's family is coming over and we'll be celebrating Christmas. And uh, I think it's kind of a potluck thing. And then on Friday, that's tomorrow, we'll just kind of mm-hmm. get things all ready for Christmas Day. And then Christmas, we'll open our gifts together and uh, drop by one of my daughter's houses and leave their presents. And then COVID has been horrible. So my mother is uh, quarantined. She's in an assisted living facility, and her husband is in a critical care unit right now. So we're going to go by uh, the assisted living facility, and because we can't go in, we'll stand outside of her window, window, <laughs> and we'll just kind of wave and And talk on the telephone and look at each other for a few minutes. And then uh, I have another daughter that will be here on the 26th on Sunday. So that will kind of wrap things up for us for Christmas. And and then we get ready for New Year's Eve. And it's unbelievable (laughs) to think that another year has come and gone. And so we're going to be swinging with Carlos Washington next week, aren't we?
2: Yes, we will be. We'll be swinging out 2021 and swinging in 2022. <laughs> I
0: just, I just barely got to where I could write 21. You know, now I've got to go to 22. I know. I uh, know. We don't, don't, we don't write enough checks anymore. It's all credit cards, debit cards. But uh, anyway, it has been a fun show. And as we've enjoyed Santa Claus and Mrs. Claus and we've talked about our gifts and memories, we have to remember that it's all because of the babe. And we're going to close the show today with a beautiful song that Mary Kay did. It's called It All Began in a Barn. And Merry Christmas to you and Jim, Miss Bobby. And uh, we'll see you next week on the Campfire Cafe in South America.
2: Merry Christmas.
7: It's special place to me, this old barn and our happy story. When life is more than I can bear, just like a child, you will find me there. It's a cold and clear December stars above the only light shine on the spot of rough human time turning something simple into something divine why did God But I think I understand Why it all began in a bar The snow lay silent on the ground My footsteps are beyond Tonight But for now I'll keep this Silent night This old barn where I have worked and Played In hard times I have Where God would send His amazing grace Why did God in His glory Choose to start His Son's story In a stable with a manger of hay For the Christ child on that first Christmas day But I think I understand Why it all began in a barn A place that's warm A place that's Far away from the human race Yes I think I understand why